Hello, sports fans. It's Sellout Sports. Today is September 12th, 2023. I'm Tori Rich, joined by Michael Mawson, the Heisman voter, the, the man, the myth, the legend, the, the sports editor at the Bennington Banner. It's good to be yeah. like, so it's Tuesday, right? It's, it's good to be, we're at the point in the calendar where like, oh, we're not, we're not at football right now. Like this is kind of like the down, like we have two days of downtime. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of why we picked, you know, Tuesday for for a show. No, right? I know, it's but like, like you know, we we just grinded for what three four months of no sports besides baseball, and it was just like we've made it. It was a, it was a grind. Yeah, now we're now we're into it, right? Yeah, and now that we're adults, it doesn't matter that school's back. You know, like there was, you know, when, when you were fifteen, it kind of yeah. No fall, I used to you know not look forward to fall, but it's the it's my favorite season now. Now it doesn't matter because. Because every day, because it means football, <laughs> and I mean, yeah, um, cool, that, nice, cool weather here in New England. You know, I guess I won't be a bummer and be like, yeah, now that we're adults, you know, every every day sucks. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, that. yeah, good start, good start. <laughs> uh, we we always brighten it up, but um, so yeah, uh, I mean, we're we're through week one in the NFL, and. So it's time to overreact, right? Like let, let's let's freak out about about week one results. That's that's what we do. Um, that's what we're good at. But uh, what, but yeah. So let's uh, we're gonna get into that. Um, no joy in New York this week because <laughs> even for the winning team, um, great game between the Chargers and the Dolphins. Uh, just gonna talk a little bit about. I mean, the Forty Niners. Uh, I guess they are who we thought they were, right? Um, yeah, I'm interested and, to hear your take on on Brock Purdy, but we'll get that a little later. Yeah, we'll get there, and then obviously uh, we had two very prominent, you know, college football games: Colorado, Nebraska, and uh, Texas, Alabama. Both, um, you know, entertaining games. Yeah, yeah, uh, both both good games. Neither neither one, you know, came down to the final possession or anything, but both, uh, you know, they were both high, highly built games, and uh, you know, we got a little more college football to talk about. We'll even sprinkle and, uh, in some baseball. There's a little bit of baseball, a little bit of basketball in there too, right? Wow, we're so well-rounded. Um, yeah, we're, we're well-rounded people. That's why at the end, you know, we're going to do our holidays and our history, and um, we're just, we're, you know, we're, we're pretty much modern Renaissance men. Name a podcast a, that'll name drop Oprah Winfrey and Angel Hernandez in the yet, same exactly. in the same episode. I dare you. That's that's, that's range. Us. That's range. That's the duality of this podcast. <laughs> so. Um, as promised, though, let's let, let us let's overreact. Let the overreaction begin. Okay. So it sounds it sounds like a, a you segment. Uh, I feel like you're good at overreacting. Well, yeah, I, I think it's so. So we have to overreact to the Giants getting, I mean, just completely embarrassed on national TV. I don't um, know if you can overreact about that because that's about as pathetic of a start as you can. Yeah, have but you know what i think you can because there's so many there's so many examples and you know what i have a great example for you right now and i only have to go back one year michael okay so the cowboys lost 19-3 in week one to the bucks last year now do you recall what happened in week week one of the postseason last year Okay, that was that was the NFL kickoff game too, right? It that, was. Yeah, that was. Yeah, and it was a, it a was Thursday a big deal, game. and the Cowboys looked like absolute shit, at least on offense. Well, that's because the Cowboys were on prime time. Hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, but they were on. They were on. They were. No, prime, I know. They I were know, prime time on Sunday. Um. So, I mean, I think that's my best example. But actually, I, I want to do a, a little exercise with you here. Yeah, let's get into. And let's just go. Let's let's take a trip back, one year. One year almost to the day 
to week one of 2022. And let's go through all the final scores. So Bills beat the Rams 31 to 10. And so, no, actually, that was not the kickoff. The The Cowboys Cowboys what? and Bucks was the Sunday night game, I believe. That's weird. I, I thought um, the kickoff was always Thursday night. Uh, no, that's what I'm saying. The Thursday night game. Or, or no, was, but like the the Bucks, right? The Bucks should have been the, the Thursday night game, no? Mm. Am I am I for, or the Rams won that year? The Rams won that right. year? Okay. Oh, okay. The Ram, it was uh, after it was the year after the yeah, Rams won. Okay. It's okay. It gets confusing. It's all right. Um it was the year after the Rams won. And so and then they came back and got destroyed by the Bills. So okay, that game, fairly accurate representation of last year, right? Yeah, Bills good. Rams um, not so much. Saints, Falcons, who cares? Uh here's a good one though. So Bears 49ers. Bears win 19-10. Okay. Um, can I can I add a little uh flavor to that? That was Chicago weather. That was like it was like a monsoon essentially. Justin Fields um, slipping sliding into the end zone. Which Trey is exactly Lance. what the 49ers are built for. No, yeah. Well, apparently they're not built with it with Trey Lance, right? I mean, he wasn't I mean, a quarterback no, much longer. Okay, for Trey Lance was that quarterback, sure, but I'm just saying this is not a reflection of how the entire season's gonna go. Also Division game, so I'll give you that. But Steelers over Bengals in overtime, twenty three twenty. That yeah. was, uh, I think, as we saw again this week, Bengals notorious solo starters. Yeah, uh, but it, just again to to be fair, Bengals should have been in the Super Bowl last year. So, um, you. okay, okay, you're okay. making a point. You're making a point. And uh, yeah, I mean, I can keep going, but um, Eagles beat the Lions thirty eight thirty five. That but was it, a hell of a game. I, I remember that game. Yeah, I mean the Eagles the Eagles were ahead the whole time, but the Lions almost came back. Yeah, yeah, that was a good game. The Lions are had good showings in week one last two years. And uh, just as a reminder, if you just, if you if you fast forward it or something, so we're going through week one of twenty twenty two. Not okay? this year. Is it not this we, year. We know the scores for this year. Yeah. No way. Um, Dolphins beat the Patriots twenty to seven. Pretty uh, accurate representation. Pretty, I mean, accurate. the Patriots scored seven points because Matt Patricia was their offensive coordinator. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that's that one's pretty damn accurate, actually. Um, uh, Ravens over Jets twenty four to nine. Um, actually, you know, the Jets went on a bit of a run. So, but then, you know, I'd say that's an accurate representation of I how think, things ended. I think probably your most, you know, the game that that speaks the the best to this point for you is probably the Colts Texans tie. I mean, what two shitty you know franchises last year and, and they couldn't even decide a winner <laughs> well i mean it's it's not really proving my point because my point is is that like these are not the, the teams we're seeing all oh, right that's my point that's a, yeah yeah. That's a, yeah it's proving your point but um jaguars commanders uh the lowly commanders beat the jaguars week one uh i think the jaguars are a great example last year of a team that was not the same team by the end of the season um let's see Giants beat the Titans 21-20. Vikings over Packers 23-7. I mean, that kind of was a harbinger yeah. of, of things to come for the Packers. For sure. Uh, let's just wrap this up real quick. Chiefs 44-21. I think that's fair. Uh, over the Cardinals, sorry. Um, Chargers 24-19 over Raiders. And then uh, the aforementioned Bucks and Cowboys. And then Seahawks over Broncos 17-16. That was actually... Um, that, that, that's that was, par for the course for the that, year. Well, that was kind of one of those shockers, right? Um, At and the it, time, yeah. And it was an important game because it was, you know. Was that when Gino uh, said, let me cook? Um, did Gino, Gino said that? Let Gino cook, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Um, but I do remember it being a big deal because Russell Wilson and, um, you know, his, his first game with the Broncos oh, was against God, his former I team. Yeah, and, I can't wait to get into Russell Wilson. Oh, uh, yeah. He's, he's, kinda, he's kind of a tool. But my point being, guys, is, um, you know, of course, this is a, this is what we do. We're going to analyze the games. We're going to take a look at, you know, what worked, what didn't. But, you know, 
have no fear. They're they're gonna they're gonna take a look at it and they're gonna fix it. Their jobs are on the line, and a lot of these teams are and the I, teams they are now is not the team they're gonna be. Yeah, even just, five weeks. And from to now. circle it back to the first team as to why we mentioned this, the the Giants getting clobbered by the Cowboys. I I am high on the Cowboys this year. I I really like their. All right, this is gonna. I really like their defense. Like yeah, duh, Michael. Look at what they just did. But I think. Um, Gilmore got an interception, right? I believe, but yep, I think he's just going to be, I think he's going to be the glue that puts that defense together. They have Micah Parsons, obviously they have, a, you know, Dexter Lawrence, they have a really good pass rush and obviously they have Diggs, who we've mentioned, you know, big play kind of guy that probably works to your point that you made earlier, uh, in another episode about like, yeah, like make a risky play because, you know, defenses aren't stopping teams anyway so if you can create an interception and get points for your team it's it might be more valuable than giving up you know a, a 25 yard route every now or catch and catch and run every now and then but i i, I also believe in day ball so to your point i you know i think they're, they're gonna not going to look that pathetic again i do, yeah and i mean and i do think you know it's a personnel problem to a certain degree i mean they just don't um, have any guys other than Saquon to give, give the ball to. Really. This is also the case in a lot of games uh, this week. It, it, it was a weather game. It was, it was obviously yes. it didn't, it didn't affect the Cowboys <laughs> too much, but, um, but it was a weather game. Um, but some of these stat lines from several quarterbacks actually are dismal. And so Daniel Jones, 15 to 28, 104 and two picks. Yeah. Not good. Um, you know, what, they, do, what they, do you do on the ground? And they tried to run the, uh, well, Jones 13 for 43, um, yeah, so they tried to run it a little bit. Saquon twelve for fifty one, considering they were behind early and, and, and yeah, and that's were, not a bad. I mean, that's four and a half a yard, four and a half a carry for Saquon, so that's not bad. But. No, they, they they just they just couldn't keep, you know, they couldn't just keep running because they they got down so quickly. Yeah, can yeah, um, call for it. But yeah, um, to, and also you mentioned Trayvon Diggs. Diggs had a, a forced fumble. Yeah, um, that was late in the game, though. Oh uh, yeah, it was. But I mean, but that like, I think it was already there was like thirty three or forty nothing, and I think they had the backups in. And I don't know if he's, um, you know, again, I, I don't know if he's worth all of that money, but he's definitely the style of corner that I think you're going to have to play. Where you, yeah, you get you accept getting burned every once in a while. I don't know why this just popped into my head, but it did. Did you see that uh, Jerry Jones? They made a clone. They made an AI version of Jerry Jones. So when he dies, like Cowboy, like it's legitimately in the uh, Cowboy Stadium, AT and T Stadium, I think. Um, they can like ask Jerry Jones questions, like AI Jerry Jones. So the Cowboys are doomed indefinitely then, because because uh, yeah, because like, ro- he'll just be making the calls. Because he's like, gonna he's, he's gonna, gonna leave the Cowboys. The yeah, he's gonna leave the Cowboys <laughs> to them because he doesn't trust his son apparently. Um, Anyway, we kind of buried the lead, honestly, because uh, Aaron Rodgers is done for the season. So, um, you know, I think the main headline there is the Packers first rounder became a second rounder uh, because it was. You think that's the main test. headline? I think <laughs> no, <laughs> not really. But Being a little um, yeah. no. Um, right, for me, though, because I'm a dick, uh, I actually kind of laughed at the fact that, you know, again, we we can we can say it's an overreaction, but also the Giants paid Daniel Jones all that money. And then the Jets put all their money, all their eggs in the Aaron Rodgers basket because Tom Brady convinced the NFL that like, oh, it doesn't matter if a, if a guy's forty five years old now, like you know, you can play forever. And I don't, I, 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 just, mean, I, I feel don't, like this is what happens when it. you put when you put all your eggs in the quarterback basket. I, I'm just saying, I, I there's hope for me that maybe there is another path to a championship because. 
maybe things have actually maybe maybe waters found its level a little bit maybe things have balanced a little bit because you got the falcons what was it ritter was 15 of 18 this week i love it like i don't under, i don't understand the falcons roster construction but i love the play calling i love the philosophy i love that their quarterbacks you know a whatever you know he's he's just a guy you know what I mean, and and yeah, the Falcons, and, yeah, and, and the Falcons are going That's a very good take. He is just a guy. He's just a guy, but he was fifteen of eighteen because they because they love to run the ball. So uh, like, you know, I just, I, the Forty ers are the best example. You know, the Falcons, the Lions, and now the Jets are going to be going to have to get by with a game manager. And get, so like, get I, your take off, man. But just uh, the you know, <laughs> firing that off because Aaron Rodgers ruptures ruptures his Achilles is a is a weird weird way to fire that off I will no I will find any way to insert my agenda and like that like I, I, don't, I will I don't admit think, that fully. I, don't, I don't think Aaron Rodgers ruptured his Achilles because he's 39 years old either I think he ruptured his Achilles because he had a calf strain he came back quick and uh yeah but he's old he is I old. mean I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that it couldn't have happened to a younger Aaron Rodgers but uh, but it definitely is a, is a risk factor I'm, I think that there's something to be said for don't think don't think that you're gonna get away with bringing in a 40 year old quarterback over and over and over again. Like it, it just doesn't work that way. And Tom Brady is an alien. So, um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers' career might be over. And Aaron Rodgers' career is not over. There's no, he's a competitor. He will not allow that to be the end of Aaron Rodgers. I, Dude, he almost, his, he almost retired after last year. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, because he didn't want to be in Green Bay, and he just didn't want to say it. And then he said it. And now he was happy in New York, and who knows if his New York career is over. Maybe that's the case. That would be interesting. Maybe he goes, so where does he go next? He goes to the Vikings, right? Completes the trifecta. Oh, the, the, Brett, Favre, oh, the Brett Favre. <laughs> the Brett Favre triangle. <laughs> um. I did think about that a little bit about how he. I mean, how he repeated. Hey, that. I know you're not a Kirk Cousins guy. How about Justin Jefferson and Aaron Rodgers, huh? Nah, I think J- Justin Jefferson's going to want out. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think he wants out of Minnesota. But anyway, um, so just a rough week for New York, obviously. Uh, you know, because the the bill. Yeah, I was going to say I mean, the was real was New York. For, for, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a rough week for New York and New Jersey, I guess. But, um, but yeah, the Bills, Josh Allen. Did not look good. I mean, three picks, two of them on just ill-advised deep balls. But I'm telling you again, they're putting too much on him because he is he is an otherworldly talent. Like like I think talent wise, athleticism wise, he's he's better than Mahomes. I just think Mahomes is, has much better coaching, and it, and the, well, the, well, the, the Bills the Bills have better skill well, position players around him than Mahomes, Mahomes right now. Mahomes has good coaching, but Mahomes has better decision making, which is what oh, it boils sure. down for to. Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, and Sean McDermott's not telling him to to throw those passes into coverage. You know what I mean? Andy Reid doesn't. You know, he's it's on the record that he he doesn't necessarily like the underhand throws and the no look passes. But if Mahomes is going to continue to complete those he's not going to say anything about it you know what i mean yeah so i i'm just saying the bills need to take some they should have invested in their offensive line their offensive line still sucks the jets exposed it and um and this, I, is, this is what happened when you don't invest in your offensive line no matter how good your quarterback is now how, no matter how good your skill position players are i mean if josh allen if josh allen's under pressure all night yeah, it is gonna. He's gonna make bad decisions. We like we've already established that. And let him hand off the fucking ball every once in a while, please. Uh, I just 
I don't. I they do not. They're not strate- strategically sound in Buffalo. That's how do you, How do you feel about this? So my feelings after week one in the AFC East, which was you know supposed to be probably the toughest division, you know, in in the NFL. I think the Dolphins are the big winners of the week. We'll get into them in a second, beating the Chargers on the road. I think. I think because of the Aaron Rodgers injury, I think the Patriots are the this like they have to feel the second best in the in the division just based off of Week One, holding court against the NFC champs, and then I think it's I think it's somehow still the Jets over the Bills without Aaron Rodgers. They're, they're just like. We we beat you without them, without him. You know what I mean. And it's just like you, you shouldn't feel that way when you just said it. You you put all your eggs in one basket for this, you know, generational QB, and you and then you have your toy in in Josh Allen, who's this amazing quarterback, and you still fucking lose. You lose to Zach Wilson, who got degraded to the bench. What two? What three years in from being a first round, high first round pick? It's just like, I mean. You cannot feel good if you're in Buffalo right now, and I that yes, we're overreacting, but yeah, it was bad. I I think you're the mental gymnastics you just did to put the Patriots second in the division is is pretty impressive. I um, think I think but. I think Mac Jones is <laughs> is probably he might be the second best quarter. He was the he was the second best quarterback this week in the AFC. That's AFC East. That's for sure. Hang on, so you're you're putting I'm putting two one. Mac Jones, Mac Jones is above Josh Allen on your quarterback one, power rankings. Week one, he sure was. Um, week one, he sure was. We're one week into the season. All right, well, have fun with that. Um, uh, I mean, Mac, Mac Jones is cheaper right now than Josh Allen, so I guess there's that. He has um, an offensive coordinator. There's hope. Uh, yeah, I I just don't We're see going to tight ends again, baby. It's like 2014 all over again. Uh, I don't think we won the Super Bowl there. I'm not saying we're winning the Super Bowl, but. I think you're still the worst, one of the worst teams in the AFC. We'll see. What's the over under six and a half? I'd, Probably. I mean, I mean, I think that's where the numbers should be. I, I think they're seven and ten team. I hey, maybe you don't feel so confident about your Eagles. If so, that's that's cool. I mean, we had a chance to win you know, on the on that possession. If if Booty keeps that foot in, we probably win. And if 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 uh, who's your kicker? Who's the Eagles kicker again? See, uh, see, here's the difference between me and you. You, you say you say we, I just say the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll ride it. I'll ride it. Um, if he if he misses that field goal that he boinks in, we don't even we if, we don't even if if if. Yeah, I know. Anyway, I know. so Mike, just take your medicine, and now it's time for me to take mine because I was really high on the Bengals, and I was really high on the Seahawks. Were, were and, you week uh, one or just in general? Is what you're saying. Um, well, both. Okay. I, I was. I mean, I, I thought the line uh, Bengals minus two. I mean, that was. Oh yeah, you did. You did. That was say basically. That. Listen, I, I, th- I, will, I think I was on that with you, so I'll take it too. Yeah. I mean, I will. I'll brag about my my wins all week, but I but I also have to take accountability for my losses. Okay. So, and uh, and to Jamar Chase's credit, so did he, and he took it. He took the L like a man because he he said. Like we lost to some elves, so I'm pissed about that because previously he called the the Browns secondary some elves. Um, that's just a funny thing to call like uh, your opponent. Like, uh, how, it, how much more can you degrade them? Well, it's funny too. I mean, because you know about the Smurfs, the, the, the like back when they were the Redskins, right? No, who are the Smurfs? So, so it's the these uh, two tiny receivers for the Redskins. Back, this is back in the Joe Theismann days. Oh, okay. Um, 
but yeah, so so you and Jamar got. I mean, I guess you guys are the same age, but you got to learn your football history because there were there were the Smurfs back. Probably then. me more than Jamar. Is that, is that <laughs> well, I'm. Well, I mean, why would Jamar call them the Elves? I mean, Elves, Smurfs, same shit, right? Um, but anyway, my takeaway though, like I looked at Joe Burrow's line, it was like 14 to 31 for like 80, 87 82 or, yards, yeah. something like that. When you he's have, not healthy, he can't be healthy. Again, another weather game though, where it's like I just. I'm not saying that but, it's the only reason, but it's I take it with a grain of salt. But he's played well in weather games before. I mean, you know, like he he does quarterback a team that lives in or you know operates in Ohio. It's not I don't necessarily. Know, I don't know what's going Miami. on, but well, you know, it's funny too is with a calf with a calf problem, you almost wonder will the Bengals sit him for a couple of games if that is yeah, the problem. Yeah, I mean, you probably don't want another Aaron Rodgers, right? Um, I didn't see the game, so I didn't see if if there were mobility issues. I just don't. I just don't get it when you have Joe Mixon in the backfield weather game, you know, um, Burrow's not feeling right. And, and by the way, I mean, they were never until late in the game, they were never with, you know, further than a touchdown out of the game. So you can keep running the ball and they didn't. I I think Mixon only got 12 carries the whole game. And yeah, maybe they do bench him because they did pull Burrow with like four minutes left in the fourth quarter. And it was still, you know, it's a three possession game, but you have Joe Burrow. Obviously didn't look anything (laughs) near like Joe Burrow. Who do the Bengals have this week? Because yeah, maybe jump on, uh, maybe jump on their opponent while the line's still low enough. I don't know. But um, obviously we'll come back to that on Friday. But by then they might have ruled them out. Who knows? Um, Another way. And so, yeah, so I, I just question Zach Taylor and his you know, he, he just doesn't seem to like the running game. You know, it goes back to picking, you know, not that I'm going to say Jamar Chase is a bad pick. Of course not. But what I have taken Panay Sewell over Jamar Chase, the position that the Bengals were in at that point, a year a year removed from Joe Burrow, you know, tearing up his knee in his rookie season. Yeah, I probably would have gone Panay Sewell. Um, and I still maintain, I think the Bengals might have won a Super Bowl if they'd had him. Because that old line got manhandled by the Rams, they were in the lead in the Super Bowl, and Zach Taylor just keeps having Joe Burrow drop back against that Rams pass rush. So I, I just kind of question his coaching acumen, honestly. Um, but I got to take my medicine on another one because again, like uh, so, the Bengals that was one of my you know real bad losses. Seahawks. I tried. A, I, I tried to tell you about the Rams. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, exactly. I got to give you credit for your win here. This is the second half of the Rams game. Ready for this? The Rams, 51 plays, 287 yards, and 24-55 time of possession. Yeah, just... Seahawks, 14 plays on five possessions. How many many do the Rams have again? 51. Oh, my God. Seahawks, 14 plays, two yards. Wait. Two yards. Two yards. Uh, There was one of their possessions was like negative 24 because of an intentional grounding or something. And 505 time of possession. That is, I mean, I don't even understand how that happens. Um, this is another one that I wasn't able to uh, to watch yet. So I got to go back and see you know just what, what happened. Because like, it was a close game before that. You know what I failed to mention right after recording? I, I remembered it. The Rams have always had the Seahawks number. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to win. But I'm talking back when the Rams were pathetic and the Seahawks were the Legion of Boom. They would have Johnny Hecker, their punter, running fake punts throwing touchdowns and you know running options and like doing crazy things and they would they would go up to seattle which is we all we all know isn't an easy place to play and if they didn't win it was a one possession game when like you know the seahawks were getting like 12 and a half i don't don't know what it is but it it just 
there's those matchups and that just seems to be one and it's it's a good thing for the for the Rams obviously considering it's a you know a division opponent I just, I was just my mind was just blown by that one though like the Seahawks won, Yeah I mean talent won. talent wise I mean there's there's no like discrepancy there I, or there is a discrepancy there it's just like the, the Rams had two receivers over 100. I've heard of Tutu Atwell, and then it was uh, it was it was the kid uh, from Puka, Puka Nakua. Yeah, or the, the kid by Pekka from Nakua? yeah from BYU. I think he was like a fifth round pick or something. Uh, it, just, yeah. it just seems like he uh, he put his phone down and he's been talking with Matthew Stafford. So uh, yeah. that was yeah they they uh, they mended the fences apparently. Um, you know, winning cures all ills. Um, so you got to move on to just you know really the game of the week though. Um, Dolphins and Chargers. This is this was crazy. The the Dolphins were minus two turnovers, um, both times like inside the red zone. The kind of thing that can really demoralize a team. Um, you know, I thought Tua played well, but he did have, you know he did have a couple of fumbled snaps. One that cost him. Uh, he did have an interception that wouldn't totally put on him, but it didn't matter. I mean, basically Tyreek Hill. Why do you have to be such a piece of shit? Because he is incredible. I mean, he is a horrible, horrible person, but God, he is a good receiver. He is so good. And I just, I don't know who's going to stop this offense. I really don't. Uh, If Tua stays healthy. I was going to say injuries might. Yeah. (laughs) Like I, like if, if, you know, this is mad and and injuries are off, I think that's probably your AFC, you know, representative in the Super Bowl. I really do. Vic Fangio, (laughs) you know, it doesn't, doesn't sound like it giving up 34 points, but it was just a back and forth game. But that last that last possession is what Vic Fangio brings to the to the team. He dialed up the heat. He pressured Herbert on three straight plays, and they got, I think, uh, Inten- I think intentional grounding and two sacks. Yeah, yeah, intentional grounding and two sacks. Like they just there was no chance. Right at, to pick right up that after first their time. kicker missed an extra point yeah. that would have put them up three. Yeah, like a crucial. Man, did they pick him up? Because the Dolphins' defense didn't play well, like, all day. It's one of those things, though. You know how, like I say, like, you know, I don't worry about an offensive line the first couple of weeks of the year if they're not really gelled yet. Right, right. On defense, I feel like that's tackling. I was going to say, because... Because their tackling was terrible, yeah, but I think tack- it's going to get better. No, I think that... I mean, that's an, that's the easiest fix, right? Like, schemes and schematics and personnel are, are a lot more difficult than, than tackling. These guys, like, especially, I feel like, in the last few years, right, where, you know padded practices and and full contact or less and less because you know nflpa is is vying for that um i think we've seen it in in the past years like open field tackling is is a problem early on and as the season goes on and they they kind of get it under their belt and they're you know they look like the they're in mid-season form by like two week two or three you know yeah and uh and not for nothing i mean i i really it's like you said i give credit in that situation to Vic Fangio for, I think he sent six, maybe seven on one of those blitzes. Um, but he just kept bringing the heat at Herbert in a, in a situation where most defensive coordinators Would don't play back. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, and I love that because I like, I'm sick of watching teams. I mean, I'm, si- I'm just sick of teams going, wa- watching teams go down and get like, like the bills and the jets game when the bills, you know, go down and g- get the game game tying field goal. It's like, it, it was almost a given. You know, I mean, the way the Jets were playing, you know, playing off. Like, I'd rather be aggressive and and just. Yeah, don't let them just dink and dunk and dissect your your defense and find the hole because they're going to find the hole. And so to that point, the Chargers didn't really charger this game. Like, they, yeah, no, they, they didn't. They, they lost they lost a close game, but I think the uh, Chargers going to be all uh, right. They there was elements of charging. Most the the most notable is just Mike Williams going down, I think, on play three and getting hurt. 
Uh, that's well. Is that really charging? I thought it was. I thought charging was just blowing the game in stupid ways. Well, that right. is that is the basis of charging. But there's you know there's there's sprinkles of other things like Mike Williams just gets hurt every single game. Like legitimately, he he went for a he went for a stop. wasn't their first round pick a, a big Mike Williams <laughs> yeah type exactly of because though? because Mike Williams gets hurt so who's, much. Who's, who's, Quint, who's, Quentin Williams TCU I believe. Yeah. Uh, so see there. I, I think Chargers going to be all right. Keenan Allen is one of the most underrated wide receivers. Like, just runs the best routes, or you know, maybe the best, but up there for route running and just consistent. Like, he'll give you six and eighty every game. And Donald Parham's a freaking power forward out there. Yeah, exactly. Six, eight, he, like, he, between him and Gerald Everett, it's just like okay, just throw the throw a lob in the in the end zone, and it'll probably come down to you. And let's not leave this out. Austin Eckler in that game. Uh, see, I like commi- commi- committing to the run game, right? Kellen Moore. Even though, so. Austin Eckler, 16 carries, 117 and a touchdown. Joshua Kelly, 16 carries, 91 and a touchdown. I can't believe so. Joshua Kelly got 16, 16 touches on the ground. And I think he got a few catches. I could be wrong as well. but um, uh, No, nah, just one target. Okay. But. Okay. But, I mean, so the everyone said out in L.A. that, you know, Eckler isn't a runner. And that's, you know, they just utilize him in the in the passing game. But... He he looked. Like I told a, you though. He no. He's like well, a, last year. He looked like a good runner, and they're they're using him now. But if he's that good of a runner, like you think you'd want to give him you know, even splits? Do you think that's going to continue? Like you know, twelve touches for each. I mean, it's well. Eckler's a smaller guy. I think you got to have him on a little bit of a pitch count. You know what I mean? But um, I mean, small complaint. But I'd like to see that like twenty to twelve instead of sixteen, sixteen. Well, I mean, Kelly Kelly still at 91 yards. No, I know. I know. Um, and I think, I mean, it just depends on game flow, too. Um, but, you know, I mean, Kelly's a little bit bigger of a guy. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. He's more the body blows guy. But, I mean, not that Eckler's a powerful runner, too. It's just, he's just not. He's a, a bowling ball. That's, yeah. how, that's how I describe it. So, um, by the way, we, we again, we kind of missed it. Tyree Kill, 11 catches, 215 and two touchdowns. Like, I think the story was just like. They yeah, couldn't I mean, cover him, but really, who's going to be able to cover him in, in today's uh, NFL? Just like Mike McDaniel, mastermind, right? Like everyone says it, but it's it's true. The the motions he does, and and some of like he had a tight end on on the on the line, and he motioned him off the line and behind the quarterback, like that, like, like it was going like, to be a swing pass, like to it was the tight a swing end. screen. That was one of that was one of Hill's touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot just, of window dressing and motion. It's not just window dressing either. Like I've never really, I haven't seen a lot of this where a receiver motions out on the when he's on the same side of the formation. So Hill will Hill will line up in the slot and then he motions. And outside. you have to go with him because if he catches a swing, even if it's just a swing pass, I mean that's trouble. As I, like like I haven't actually seen that that motion much. I can't really think of a time I've seen that, and it's it's an interesting concept. Yeah, um, and I think it's and be- then you have it's not just that because. You know they they it's a Mike McDaniel team. They run the ball too. Like you know they're not afraid to zone run and and go between the tackles at the same time. If this team stays healthy, man, yeah, like that's th- what I'm saying. Like I don't know who if if they dial up the defense every now and then, like they did on that final possession. And again, I don't know who's stopping the the Dolphins' offense if they stay healthy. That being said, if there's any uh, justice, Tyreek Hill will get hurt at some point. So I'm trying to stay positive, and that's positive for me. Yeah, Tyre- you're Tyre- very Kill's positive. Me. You 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 used uh, Aaron Rodgers' ruptured <laughs> Achilles and to uh, say <laughs> don't don't invest in 39 year old quarterbacks, or at least that there's a downside to investing in 39 year old quarterbacks. Um. So let's go uh, to a couple of young quarterbacks at opposite ends of the spectrum right now, I'd say. 
Um, Kenny Pickett's numbers didn't look that bad by the end of it in this uh, 49ers uh, won 30-7 over the Steelers. Um, Pickett's numbers didn't look that bad by the end of it, but it doesn't tell the story. He was like, he was checked down Charlie the whole game, still threw two picks, one of them horrible um, later in the game. I, uh, I, I don't feel good about Pickett's future at the moment. He Again, has like weapons a, too. It's not like he's not throwing well, that's what I'm to, saying. to bums. I mean, Deontay Johnson got hurt. I think he went four for 48. I think he pulled a hammy and uh, I, had to exit. But I mean, George Pickens, not a great route runner by any means, but that dude is so athletic. He almost uh, bailed Pickens out on a, he had a, like a nasty touchdown, but he, he was out of bounds on it. Just like, oh yeah, I did see that yeah, one. Yeah. yeah he, he's just a human highlight reel. Um, but I mean, I, you know, I feel like that kind of stuff hurts you too, though. Like, you know, like, like Pickens not being a good route runner. No, hundred um, percent. You know, like you can you can only trust your guy to win a jump ball so so many times. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, Pickens is a great athlete, but like, I, I like the I like the I Jacoby Myers type yeah. or the you know I, I like those guys much more than the no just I, I wouldn't athlete. I wouldn't want Pickens on my team. I don't think he's well, fun to watch, but really? I don't think I would no. want him on my team. Well, strong statement there from from the receiver guy. Okay, um, did they run the ball a lot? I feel like they didn't run that much. The Steelers. Uh, actually, that was I was just about to say I don't. Najee Harris six touches for thirty one yards. Six touches, period, or, or shoot, six rushes at least. Oh, what, let, yeah. Let what, he... How many catches? Because they actually throw to him quite a bit, but yeah, not not uh not on Sunday. Two catches on two targets for two yards. You're 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 wasting your. I mean, they spent a first round pick on Najee Harris, and you're not gonna. It's so J- Jalen Warren only. Three carries for six yards. So, like, there was talk about and this w- Warren stealing touches because he was better last year. Uh, another kind of bowling ball kind of running back. And, yeah, so they – between their running backs, they rushed it nine times. And this is and this is my point, too. With War- the- Warren did, was more active yeah. in the passing game. He had five catches on six targets. Again, 12 yards. Well, no, like I said, and that's – he was – like I said, he was checked down Charlie the whole time. Like, he – I think w- – w- go back to – Go back to Pickett's stats. He had like 230 yards or something. Yeah, 31 of 46, but 232 yards. Yeah, and he had like 112 at the end of the third quarter. Yeah, was, I mean, like, he just, was. That's gross. And he, he was not good. Um, and it's it's getting to that. This is when the guys are supposed to make that jump, right? Now it's week one, so let's not overreact. It's also the 49ers. Let's not overreact. But you know, the clock is ticking on me making it official that like, hey, maybe Kenny Pickett isn't because I also to your point. I was just about to say it before you said that actually was I don't I don't believe in Tomlin as a play caller anymore after what he did with Ben Roethlisberger he he might be a great motivator good defensive coach um but as far as making decisions on offense or whoever's making the decisions Matt on, Canada that, yeah yeah you gotta get him out that's of there. true yeah uh, yeah so it's Canada too and man I mean I, I still remember when Ben when Roethlisberger was there and having that last know, year of Roethlisberger was so fucking tough. It was so bad. It was when they, they started eleven and zero, and then it's like, dude, oh, you, they did. you play at yeah, you play at Heinz Field, and you just refuse to hand the ball off. I don't catch up bottle. I think Chris Berman calls it that. <laughs> are we are we are we really giving love to Chris Berman right now? It was uh, funny a long time. I, what was the funniest thing I ever heard Chris Berman say? He was like, he's like. There's uh oh it's when Pete Carroll was still the coach he's like trying to fire up Teddy Bruschi rather than firing down a few it was like that's, that's pretty funny but uh but so let's get to the other quarterback in that game Brock Purdy uh, I think last episode it was actually you said you know not sold on Purdy by any means uh, good game 
Uh, stat line isn't, isn't great. 19 to 29, you know, 220. It's not going to jump off the page. Two touchdowns, no interceptions, but no, he didn't have to be great. And, um, no, I, I, I mean, I, I think that the Eagles might've exposed him a little bit and, uh, you know, we might still see, I, I'm just not, I'm not really convinced the Steelers are a good team. So, um, they have a good defense and, and are we sure about that though? Because also, uh, uh, what's, I'm pretty sure they lost the uh, Hayward. Hayward. Yeah. They lost Hayward early. Um, yeah, TJ Watt, obviously. Um, but I'm not, but one pass rusher does not a defense make. So Purdy had a beautiful ball to Ayuk. Did you see that catch? I uh, did. It was the I, second touchdown. It uh, was a hell both, of a both catch of, actually, both of his balls to, uh, yeah, to I mean, Ayuk were nice. Ayuk was wide open on the first one, but that second one, nice contested catch uh, on the sideline and put it where it needed to be. And like, you know, in an offense where you're, you're throwing 29 times and McCaffrey's getting 22 touches on the ground, that's all you need to do. I mean, 25, 32, 4. 34 rushes, you know, more rushes than passes. That's, that's a, you know. Yeah, I'm not. San Francisco game. I'm not. I, I haven't been bullish on Purdy not being the guy anyway. But I'm, I, I thought I, you would like him just because he's tough, too. Like, he, you know, the UCL oh, for sure, and, and yeah. just, like, sticking it out and actually playing through Dude, that. I would love to be wrong in the 49ers to win a Super Bowl. Like, like with Brock Purdy having these 19 to 29, 220-yard games. Yes, I would love to be wrong. I would love that to be the case. Um, yeah, that's a very 2002 stat line, huh? Yeah, I'm all for it. That's fine. Um, so, anyway, let's take a quick break and uh, hop over to baseball because uh, Brian Hayes of the of the Pirates, uh, he wants to usher in our uh, robot overlords. Apparently, uh, <laughs> <laughs> ABS. It was so the yeah so the so the automated balls and strike systems. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am. I mean, like, I say this, like, somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but, you know, honestly, like, are we just going to give all the jobs to the robots? You know, like, racism is horrible, okay, but, like, if robots, like, start becoming a part of our society, I'm going to be like Will Smith and I, Robot. Have you seen that movie? <laughs> I haven't. But I didn't think so. But for those of you that I like have, Will Smith, like, that'll be me. I will be prejudiced against robots, and and, and I already am. So, like, and, and I – and. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do the whole like I'm not racist. I, you know, like I have but. a different approach. I just, <laughs> I, I aforementioned Angel Hernandez. Anything we can do to get that that man off of a, a baseball diamond is okay with me. Sorry, every other major league umpire, and they would still have jobs. So I guess it wouldn't be the end of Angel Hernandez. They just wouldn't be behind the plate. But uh, well, yeah, but they'll see it as the beginning of it. Like, okay, so ABS for them is Chat GPT for us, right? Yeah. So yeah. even no, though I, I get it, I so get there, it. there will be glitches. And there will be, you know, like the, the, the system will, will wig out and call a ball a strike and everybody would be like, oh, yeah, the technology but, sucks. And yeah. But that, I mean, Hayes has a, has a bone. He, you know, he has ground to stand on. Uh, if you have No, he doesn't because how many times has, it, has a pitcher gotten squeezed while pitching against him? That's happened a million times too. Look, obviously, if you can count on a 100%, you know, accuracy rate from the computer, sure, why not? But like... And I, and I don't want to defend Angel Hernandez, but it's also not going to happen. And I think that's why they're fighting it. Like, I'm not intimately familiar with the topic, but I'm I mean, pretty sure the umpires have a very strong union. And that's why none of this has happened. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, uh, it's it's implemented up through AAA, right? So it's it's interesting, but I don't think those guys are unionized in the in the minors. I'm, I kind of want to see that in action. I haven't caught any AAA games uh, recently. Um it would be no, I haven't. It would be cool to kind of go to. Remember it, when Nesson was still cool and you could watch the Paw Sox games? Yeah, like yeah. yeah. So now, yeah. Um, 
But all kidding aside, it's probably a good idea. I just don't know if it's going to happen anytime in the near future because as I understand it, the Empire's Union is very strong. It, I feel like it would be weird going to a game. Um, it would be kind of like the reviews in basketball now or, or football where it's just like not necessarily taking like more time, but it's just like it's a level of disconnect. I would feel like a little disconnected the first time I go and see a, a robot calling the strikes because I don't know if like they do they have a, a see, guy. At- there's a couple of things that I think these are unintended consequences, right? First of all, is your antivirus protection good enough because somebody's going to hack that shit. And so, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I'd love Second that. of all, I will Give me miss a 30 for 30 on that. I'll, I'll miss umpires ringing a guy up. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, unless they still like it's it's not really the same if they don't get to make the decision. What some, they, some, like they have to look at a computer and then ring him up like ah, some umpire lame. ring ups are so lame, though. But I, I the good ones, you know, live in glory. So I'm, I'm just saying it's not it's not a fully black and white thing. Understand that even if it's the best thing, you know, to go to robot umpires, there's going to be some things that are lost and lost there. And people are going to hack it. It's going to happen. All right. And there's just going to be slow software and people are literally going to be staring at a yeah, screen need, wait, waiting for the computer to process. You need an update in the seventh inning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's going to be like our computers going to be saying like, like, oh, there's been an update since you last uh, rebooted. So, yeah, whatever. Um. Pretty late to be getting to Colorado football in our show, but you know, but better late than never, right? The people so, uh, love it. The people love it. The, the I love it. I love watching Colorado right now. Um, I mean, but yeah, eight point seven million viewers. Uh, that's the most for a Fox broadcasted Pac twelve game ever. So that's a little yeah. Bit we, of a we, we went stat. we went ESPN on you for a second. Uh, yeah, there. sorry we, about that. <laughs> how many how many more levels to that? You know, onion can we peel back? But yeah, yeah. On, you know, in Boulder, Colorado, on when it was seventy six degrees, you know, in, in week two. Yeah, you know that that's an ESPN stat for you. We didn't go full ESPN. You're so, welcome. So uh, you know, my take on this, uh, we definitely saw a different side of Shador. Uh, he he definitely. He had to weather a little bit more of a storm because really, like against TCU, like there was that defense there, wasn't ready. There yeah. wasn't a whole lot of uh, resistance, you know. Um, so we, you know, he had to weather the storm. He got sacked eight times. He looked to get a little bit of happy feet at the beginning. He, it looked like he actually wanted to take off and run a little early, um, early on in the game. I can't necessarily um, blame him for that because he got sacked eight times. I think five in the first half, but like his first. 15 dropbacks, I think they said on the broadcast, after the 15th, he had eight pressures. He was yeah. getting pressured over half the time. No, it was bad. And then like I just, there were probably like one or two plays I picked out where I was like, yeah, you know, he could have probably hung in the pocket. But it doesn't matter because he adjusted quickly. Um, he showed us his athleticism, which he didn't have to show against TCU. Showed some escapability. Yeah, uh, it was nice to a, see that, that touchdown run in the fourth. Uh, yeah, well, the touchdown run in the fourth. And then... Uh, you and I had like a different play that we thought was the death knell for Nebraska. But for me, it was a uh, first series of the second half and Nebraska has him in like a third and 15 or something like that. And he escapes. Uh, I mean, he's dead to rights by after a stunt by the Nebraska D line, which by the way, Nebraska's D line and defense in general balled out for most of that game. They played well. Um, and yeah, Shador escapes to his right. Hits uh, Hunter with a deep ball, and it was just like, I a mean, little like, bit of a pass interference by Hunter that wasn't called, but that's okay. Well, we can. No, I missed can, it. I didn't I, see that. He 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 didn't like extend with his arm, but he pushed off a little bit, create a little bit of space. Well, that's okay. Offensive pass interference isn't a real penalty anymore, anyway. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, third, yeah, third in what was it, nineteen? I think you said it was like it was was third and long. It was third and a lot, yeah. And uh, that that felt like the death nail for me. But you had a different one. Yeah, I had it. um, Find interesting. You go offense. I'm gonna go. Well, I'm gonna go defense slash offense here. Um, Nebraska. It was second and five, and it was ten. It was three to nothing at this point. Colorado has not has done nothing offensively. Uh, Still, still very much in the game, and. Second quarter, I believe. And so second and five, four minutes left, three nothing. Colorado leads. Leads, and Sims, you know, their their quarterback, Nebraska's quarterback. He's he's a weapon with his legs, and he hadn't used his legs at all. And yes, he he dropped a couple snaps, which isn't good. Uh, we'll get into his turnover woes in a second here. But he runs a dive. He, it's a designed dive, and he just turns his back to the defensive end on the, on the right side. They don't block the defensive end for whatever reason, which leads me to believe that it should have been a, a read option if you're not going to if you're not going to block that guy. Yeah, you, you so you pointed this out to me and then I watched the play and so like based on, you know, run scheming, it's hard to say whether it was on Sims or whether it was on the tight end. The tight end came across the formation and instead of blocking the end who was right in front of him, so it seemed like a miscommunication. Anyways, it's a four-yard loss yeah. because he doesn't feel the pressure coming. He can't see the pressure because he's not even on that. Well, yeah, he he's obviously was facing that side of the field. Sims obviously wasn't reading it, so it's just it's not clear whether that was the call or not. It was a it was um, a terrible call. It put them back third and seven. It was like you know two or three-yard loss. Then they get a delay game, so it's three nothing. Now it's third and twelve. Sims has proven that he can't beat the uh, Colorado defensive backs. Yeah, he's not a passer <laughs> at this point, yeah. and you know. Incomplete. So now it's fourth and or no, excuse no me, interception. Not, that's not incomplete. The, that's what yeah, he threw. He, the, he, yeah, technically he, incomplete. He, yeah. roll, he rolls out right, throws in. He throws it up. Probably his best pass of the day, but it just happened to be a, to a you know Colorado defensive <laughs> back. And okay, now it's Colorado ball and first play. Shador, thirty-seven yard touchdown, whatever it was, short field makes him pay for it. First play, touchdown, wide open on a corner route, and now it's ten nothing. And that's when Colorado kind of their offense started to click a little bit. And, and at that point I, I felt like the game was over. Yeah. It's uh it's interesting. They, so Matt rule in Nebraska, they, the, uh, the announcers on the game said something about like Matt rule wants to build it from the inside out and, um, and Dion's building from the outside in. Yeah. I like, mean, it yeah, looks, because it looks like bringing in a bunch of Mercs, if that's what you want to call them, that, that's true. It's, yeah, it's maybe, working out. Maybe Matt rules, um, you know, not loyal to the right guys because yeah, I mean, their offensive coordinator, Marcus, Satterfield uh you know he was with them in the temple days he I think he he uh went to be a head coach really quick but then he joined them in Baylor as well uh most recently the offensive coordinator at South Carolina South Carolina started in 2021 had one of the worst offenses in FBS football last year was kept his job somehow a miracle that he did had a better year last year uh they broke some records in South Carolina but I think that was an anomaly like he they looked terrible i mean they did not run with sims and like sims best attribute is as a runner they waited until the third quarter to run a designed run with sims he had already fumbled twice like i said thrown an interception the yeah, first he, the first play it's it's second and 17 they run a designed quarterback draw he takes it to the house 57 yards touchdown yeah sims is obviously a good athlete he he basically it seems like he refuses to protect the ball because <laughs> uh so he transferred in from uh, Georgia Tech, and so now he has 37 turnovers in his career. That's the most uh, among active Big Ten players right now. Um, 
but yeah, Nebraska, I thought Nebraska's offense just looked poorly coached. They have issues on the O line because it's not you know Colorado uh, plays hard, but I don't think they have a ton of talent on that defense yet. And they can um, get bullied. We've seen it for yeah. two weeks now. Like it's you know and the we script thought, is out on them. We thought we thought Nebraska would be able to pound it at them a little bit, and we didn't we didn't really see much of that. You know, it. it like I mean, there the, were there the, were stretches, but there. <laughs> I, again, I go back to the play calling. Like the runs were there; they were getting like every every um, not every run, obviously, but they were getting five six yard chunks, you know. And it, they just they refused. Yes, turnovers obviously play a big part, but they, they just wanted to put the game in in his arm, and I don't know why it it did not work. They ran another quarterback draw the next possession after the touchdown. It was like again they were backed up. It was like second and third and fifteen. They run a quarterback draw and it's a seventeen yard gain for a first down. Those are the only two plays they ran a quarterback draw and they got seventy four yards out of it. Wow. Yeah, I mean just and not necessarily just quarterback draws, but yeah, definitely uh, Sims needs to use his feet more. Script at scripted as a runner instead of you know scrambling. But I mean, if he's not going to protect the ball, it doesn't really matter much. Um, yeah, like if you're going to keep him in, in general, it's if, a, the, if you're going to keep him in, right? Yeah, if yeah. you're not going to, they almost pulled him out in the first half. They they flirted with their backup in, and then the broadcast thought he was going in, and then and then they put Sims back out there when it was ten nothing after that interception. Yeah, I don't know. All I know is uh, Nebraska has turned the ball over eight times in two games, and you're not going to win too many games like that. Um, yes, based on that game, though, I do have a few comments about Colorado that I don't like so far. Um, I thought the O line actually looked a little lazy. Um, Nebraska's D line, you know, played a good game, but I also thought like some of it was just laziness from the O line. It looked like to me. Um, I don't, I, I don't even know the name of their left tackle, but I saw a couple of plays where it was it, like just looked like lack of effort. Um, and again, they gave up eight sacks, so I, they might have some issues on the O line. Uh, the other thing is I, that drives me nuts um, as a former coach is receivers. Uh, you can tell when receivers know the ball is not coming their way, and scouting that—that's, uh, you know, that, that's that's something that could come to come back to bite them later. So on. I didn't see that as much. Um, I I did notice Hunter, you know, like slow drag routes and stuff like that. But uh, if you go back to week one, they they hit him on a couple of those almost like delayed routes, um, where it looks like he's kind of just taking a playoff, and then he kind of comes over the middle, and the defense kind of forgets about him goes to sleep a little bit. Uh, I'm sure you have you have other instances that I didn't see, but um, if if that is the case, I 100% agree with you. I mean, you can if you can put it on film and be like, you know, ten is ten is running at 100% here, and for four plays he isn't. Guess when ten's getting the ball? Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, I mean, I you see it uh, sometimes when guys go in motion. I mean, that's got to be the time when they run the hardest, right? Like right. like make it look like it's a jet sweep or yeah. or you know and. Um, so it's just something that you know to be aware of. That's all. Um, and then I, th- you know, I would love to see them uh, go to the uh, Dylan. Uh, what's his name? The running back. I'd like to, you know, see them hand off to him and the running backs a little bit more. I'm just, I'm afraid Shador is going to get hurt and like this fun ride is going to be over. Like, I mean, if you have a, if you show that you have a little bit of a running game, it's, it's only going to make the reads even easier for Shador. And then the other thing about that is about those the receivers not hustling is it makes me wonder if all of the reads are very easy for Shador, where it's basically like first option. First option apparently is open all the time. You know what I mean? Like we, we've, I've I seen- see, I have a problem with that because they were pretty balanced in my, in my view 
early on and their offense it was idling at first it took them they they had to get short fields on on turnovers to get their first 10 points and that was still with less than four minutes left in the first half not the team that we saw week one okay it is a different defense but they they were not necessarily committed that's a stretch but they were implementing the run game early and it just i don't think it was necessarily working i I, I know that you need to give your offensive linemen breaks right you can't have them pass block for well run blocking isn't a break no it's more about it's more about what you're doing to the defense so here's the problem right this is like this is like in a boxing match like working the body it's not sexy it's not it's not fun for the fans to watch or whatever this is what wears out defenses is a good running game now if you got receivers that are running half-assed routes you're not doing you didn't do anything to the corner on that play you didn't do anything to the safety on that play now all on the in the running game, all eleven have to go chase the ball. All eleven have to go pursue. They all have to go get in the pile. It, it, dude, it's tiring to get up off the ground over which is, and over and over. Which again. is an interesting. I, I, I like that because that's what the broadcast was saying about what Nebraska should do with Travis Hunter. And I did see their tight end even when he wasn't getting the ball. I, I said that last week. I said, I said like I would be running at Travis Hunter to negate and, him. And they yeah. did. I don't know if you. There's one play that sticks out in my head where he was the tight end was just running a seam. He knew he wasn't getting the ball, and he put his hand right up on. Travis Hunter's face mask, and he he bullied him a little bit, and it's just like, yeah, I mean, he played what 120 snaps. <laughs> yeah, a, a mere a mere 120 snaps this time out of 139. Right? Yeah, and so what's crazy about that? I didn't realize that uh, Colorado Stadium is actually higher elevation than Mile High Stadium. It's like 100 feet, so it's it's basically the same. But like, you, I always think of Denver, but you know, maybe it's my small brain doesn't think Colorado like. You know, the narrative isn't out there for that as much. But, like, playing at that elevation and and doing that just adds a level of insanity that I didn't know could be added. I'm just saying, like, obviously, you know, like, Dion smells like roses right now. Like, everything is working for him. I'm saying these are potential weaknesses that could come up down the line. And it, and it could be it could be a weak spot and it could be a blind spot. And Dion, he admitted himself, like, this is all new to him, being a right. head coach at this level. Um, and these could be things that he's going to have to figure out. He's, he, he better recruit some linemen for next year, and I think he better commit to the running game a little bit. I don't know if Shador is coming back next year. I, I guess, yeah, he could be in this year's draft, so he's a redshirt sophomore. But um, I don't know. I mean, you have to protect your quarterback with the running game a little bit. You have to have that if you're only up by three in a close game. You know, you, you have to have the running game for different reasons. It might not be the same game that it always was, but you can't always – just do the quick game as your running game. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you can. Maybe you can. But again, it's not. It's not the same. The way you looked at it was you weren't getting instant returns on the running game, so give up on it. And that's in a close. If you're in a close game, absolutely not. Keep pounding them because the case I make is that so that, I, that, that wore that wore out Nebraska's pass rush. That I, wore out. I get what you're saying, but you're talking about how bad the offensive line played in in general, right? So would they be able to I know but when you're spread out and there's four guys in the box you, you can hand it off and get five or six yards that's 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 the case I'm making fair enough we I just got to touch on Dion really quick being cool this is probably just going to be a recurring <laughs> segment um did you see what he said uh pregame like he was on the he was on the Fox broadcast pregame what, uh oh no no I didn't see it he said I slept in my office that overlooks the stadium last night I wanted to wake up and see the stadium. I wanted to look up and feel it. I wanted to see it empty, 
then see the transformation. That's kind of what we're doing here. That's, I mean, that's that's college football right there. Right? That's that's I, fucking that's, cool. Yeah, that, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's just a guy that gets it. I, it's so weird to me because it's a guy I hated so much. It's like it's like telling me twenty years from now that I'm gonna love Tyree Kill. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like like I hated that that, as a kid. that kind of hate. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, no. Not hate, I guess. But no. Like, well, you know, like actually, yeah. Because you know, nine year old me thought Dion was a piece of shit for celebrating and understanding the the game within the game, the marketing himself. And I like that, that nine-year-old Tory was like, you're disrespecting the game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, that's just kind of like how I was raised. Now, if you can believe it, it's I've chilled out. In you. If you can believe it, I've chilled out a little bit. So yeah. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. So obviously, other game of the week, Texas, Alabama, Texas. They got, Texas they, is back, the, ladies te, and gentlemen. Texas, I think Texas is back, man. I'm telling you that famous de- last words. No, that defense was. Uh, no, I think I I called. It, I think I said on last episode. I know I, I said plus seven, but I think I said you know money. I think they got it. Uh, it just seemed like yeah, they were plus yeah plus seven and a half. Um, it just and you did say yeah, you said on the money line take Texas. So it just seems like a team. It screamed a team that wanted it more going into it. Right, Texas doesn't have the option to lose this game and still have a season where they can make the college football playoff. Bama does because Bama plays in the SEC and Texas doesn't yet. Uh, big, I'm not high on the Big 12 this year. Like, it doesn't seem, you know, TCU is not going to be much. Oklahoma looks good, but we'll see. Uh, you know, there's always surprises, but this was Texas's game, right? This is like, this is the game to say, okay, Texas is back. To go into Tuscaloosa where, you know, people don't win very often and... Quinier showed it. I mean, last year he got knocked out early. He was there the whole game, and and they won by double gi- digits. It was uh, was that a um, was that twenty four straight games at home that Alabama won? Is I think that, that what it was? I think that was the number. Yeah, um, and I think it was even higher against non conference opponents. I think it was, or maybe that was non conference. Whatever it was, it was an impressive number nonetheless. But this game had a little bit of something for everyone, though. You know, like it had the had the great defense for guys like me at least for three quarters. Then. I yeah, mean, fourth quarter was everything just fell like, apart in let's the fourth get points. quarter. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it was crazy. I was listening to the game on the radio, and it was the end of the third quarter, and it's thirteen to nine. You know, getting close to the end of the third quarter. Anyway, I get out of my car and I'm like, and you know, I'm going to hang out with my wife, so I'm like, I- I- I'll watch the rest of the game later. I like to do that anyway, just skip all the commercials. <laughs> so, um, and then I, but I saw the final score before I went back to watch the rest of the game. And I'm like, what the hell happened? Um, I don't, you know, is, but, you know, given that uh, that home streak and everything, you know, being snapped, they, you know, losing to a non-conference opponent, all these, like, is Alabama's reign over, Mike? I think it is, and I'm not the I'm not the one putting the nail in the coffin. I think uh, it's kind of been the nar- narrative all year, like, and uh, people just didn't want to believe it because it's Alabama, right? Like, oh, you know, people are doubting Nick Saban, and you know that's not a that's not a smart thing to do often, but. Um, it's got to happen sometime. I think, though, right? I think it's just the transfer portal, right? Like I, I mentioned it last last week episode or last week, whenever it was, it's just like Kirby Smart is duplicating what Nick Saban did, and he's doing it better than Nick Saban. Like that's just yeah. the, the nature of the beast. Like they do not have perennial first round offensive. You, you just talk about the offensive line. Their offensive line isn't you know world class. It's not better than everyone by this crazy margin, and that's what they held their hat on for you know, their decade plus of run and they had insanely talented running backs. Obviously it's early in the year. We'll see if any of those develop, but 
I don't see that guy on that ro- on that on this roster right now. And for you know, for a few cycles too, you know, like Saban actually adapted and said, "No, I'm going to bring in top-notch passers." Right. You know, he went from Hertz to Tua to they definitely to Jones. do not have that based on Saturday night. No, I I. I, Again, I don't I know if I, would it, like, ever... I was nervous about I was nervous about the kid. Like he is a good runner, but he's I... he's he's not accurate short at all. And we saw in the SEC last year, Anthony Richardson. That's not a recipe for success. Obviously, Florida is not Alabama. There's more talent at Alabama, but it's it's not going to win you football games in the SEC. Like you're not going to be able if you don't have if you're Alabama and you pride yourself on the run mostly, right? Obviously, you have guys like Tua and Mac and you know, all these Jalen Hurts and all these great passers as of late, you don't have that now. So you go back to the run. And again, you don't have the run. Yeah. I, um, Milro just said, you know, he doesn't look like the next in the line of, of first of great, round. Yeah. Yeah. Of great Alabama quarterbacks. 14 that, you to know, 27, in case you didn't see through the air. I mean, that's just north of 50%. And he hit a couple big plays, but I'd, you're not going to, you're not going to get rich doing play action double you know double moves on wide receivers like the pass rush is going to get there before you can do that very often you know like well, you're going to yeah. hit a couple but it's not going to be a recipe for success i mean texas already seems to have that sec defense i mean that uh anthony hill kid i think he's a true freshman he might be redshirt freshman but either way he's not you know he's not coming out in this draft um two sacks uh he's like six, you know he's like that six three two forty you know, definitely looks like a Micah Parsons, uh, Will Anderson yeah, type of mold. He was a game record from what I, I saw. I like this. I like this ghost technique from edge rushers. It, it, it's kind of, it goes back to that. Like, I just want some variety in the game. I don't want every pass rusher to have to be six six Adonis. Like, I mean, obviously, Miles Garrett. Are, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to be Miles Garrett, Julius Peppers. You know, you know, you can you can be a shorter guy, and and there's there's some techniques for you too. Um, you know, they're starting to take advantage of these, like, you know, the game goes in cycles, right? So everybody started to want bigger tackles, longer arms, all that stuff. Actually, going back to the Giants, like Evan Neal, like, man, he needs to move inside the guard. Or, or it, like, it looks like he does. Like, he's, he's, it seems like he's too tall. He can't bend. You know what I mean? But so just, you know, for the college game and the NFL game, I kind of like that, like, so who- there's, some, there's some variety and there's some there's some nuances there to look for, you know, like, so like the smaller guys can do it against the bigger guys. Obviously they're going to get eaten up in the run game. Sometimes they're going to get eaten up, you know, on a pass rush too, but so who broke that mold? Would you say it's Micah Parsons? Um, nah, I mean, really it goes back to, uh, to Von Miller. He's a, he's a smaller edge rusher too. Yeah. Actually he, he's the one that there was, there was even the ghost move, right? Uh, essentially. I, I, um, yeah, I, I guess so. I guess he, yeah. I don't know if it's a patented technique. <laughs> I don't know if Von Miller has. Do we, the, do we have to pay him because we just mentioned? Yeah, it. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if it's trademarked, but um, but yeah. I, I mean, I like that. I uh, you know, go another short pass rusher from a little while back. You remember Elvis Duvernay? Oh Duvermil, yeah, right? yeah. He was like Ravens, 5'11". Right? Ravens for a while. Uh, Raven. Well, and uh, I think Broncos across from uh, yes, yes. Demarcus Ware yep, yep, for a yep, while. Yep. Um. But yeah, he was like five eleven, and he was really? like, a, and he was a nasty edge rusher. Yeah, so um, I don't know. Again, I, I just, just like you know, again, I don't hate the passing game. I just hate that that's all that seems to work. But again, you know, I'm staying positive, and it seems like other things are starting to work. Uh, maybe, maybe Waters found its level a little bit. But anyway, uh, back to back to Milro. Like, I don't think I would. <laughs> like, I feel like I would never play man coverage against this guy because that's like, it seems like the only way you can hurt him, like, yeah. or that he can hurt you. Um, 
But yeah, zone, th- zone with the spy, and you're all set against Bama this year. Yeah, uh, Bama, Bama could, Bama could lose three games uh, this year, <laughs> which right? is like, crazy. Um, yeah. So um, I don't know. More remains to be seen, but Texas, Texas is back. Um, just a quick look at a at a game that was a laugher, forty nine to three at the half, but USC beat Stanford fifty six to ten. Just a couple of things I saw. Caleb Williams, um, God, the mobility and the and how calm he is in the pocket. It's so elusive. Um, very elusive. I don't know how I feel about it because I'm like, you know, he's not going to be able to do that in the NFL. But at the same time, the calmness and the, and the mobility within the pocket too. Um, there was one play, his fifth touchdown, or excuse me, USC's fifth touchdown. It was, I think it was his third of the game to Dorian Singer. I mean, I don't know what, I, he must have had the ball after the snap for like 10 seconds. Just could, I mean, that's what won him the Heisman, or not won him the Heisman last year, but that was his Heisman moment. I think it was against Utah when he rolled out and he, you know, the next gen stats, he did like 96 yards of running and he had the ball for like 13 seconds and then he, you know, <laughs> DBs break down after a little bit and then he got a touchdown. So yeah, yeah I mean, that's on brand for him. I think, dude, he might be a football player because they ran this play because we both know quarterbacks aren't football players anymore, but he might be. And uh, they did this quick, like, you know, they faked the jet sweep and then the other receiver, uh, they, they threw a quick swing out to the receiver the other way. And then he he sprinted upfield. He he looked for somebody to block. He didn't actually find anybody, but it was like, but he it looked like he went with intention. It was just something I liked, you know. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, just a quick update on the projected first overall pick. Um, and the Pac-12 gets more love because they won a game, and they also lost. Pac-12's a game. eighteen and three, Mike. Eighteen <laughs> and three. Uh, so, uh, so so the narrative continues, like oh, the poor Pac-12, but. Um, Notre Dame, NC State. So you know, I kind of said, all right, you know, this might be the first real test. Yeah. Um, for I think uh, I disrespect NC State's defense a little bit. I, they projected to be very good. I, I haven't seen them, so I, I guess I wasn't sure. But uh, uh, yeah, but I, you know, I said I thought this was a little bit of a a test, the first real test for Hartman and and Notre Dame, and yeah, honestly, they didn't look good. Um, for the first quarter, Notre Dame, Notre Dame up three nothing. Pressure was getting, you know, those two bookend tackles. Uh, NC State was getting to them, and they mm-hmm. they, they they forced a fumble, um, you know, a couple of sacks, and it just seemed like Notre Dame. So then they go into a thunderstorm uh, delay for I think the better part of two hours, Jeez. and then they came back out and ran them over. But um, you know, speaking of Audric Estime, I like I like this kid, this guy. He's a he's he's a bus. He, he's you know he's a monster. Um, I don't know if I don't know if he's coming out in this draft, but that you know if you want to power back, I think that's that's your guy. It's interesting. Notre Dame has this uh, aura around them that like they never really win big games, and even like games against like you know an NC State that have a stout defense or or what have you. Uh, I'm interested to you know we we will never know, but what would have happened if there wasn't a, a delay? You know. Three nothing. That's a that's a game Notre Dame loses. Uh, you know, three four years ago in the Brian Ke- Kelly eras. Have things changed? We don't know. I guess, but uh, still a long season to find out. Well, it's a, yeah. It's kind of like you know, did the thunderstorm bail him out a little bit too, right? Like right. So uh, anyway, you know, next week it's uh, Notre Dame's at home against Central Michigan, but then the week after that, yeah, we'll find out at, in two weeks, right? At yeah. Ohio State, and I, I mean, I I still like Ohio State in that game, but quite a bit actually. yeah also uh we we asked if marvin harrison jr was going to play 
all he did was put up four catches for 122 yards and two touchdowns in the first. No, he quarter. went over. No, he went over. Went over 150. That was that was the first quarter. So, oh, in the first. Oh, four. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was I was pissed. I was wrong about my minus Ohio State minus 41 and a half. They only put up 35 on Youngstown. Yeah. But um. Yeah, Ohio State's fine. Yeah. Yeah. The, all is good in Columbus, Ohio. And. Uh, but yeah, speaking of Central Michigan, uh, you know, is this a moral victory for your alma mater, the UNH? You know, Wildcats it's, played well. Um, the line was only minus seven, which is crazy for an FCS program going into an FBS. And Central Michigan's not a not a bum FBS program by any means. I wouldn't say Anto- either. That was Antonio Mac, Brown. Right? Yeah, I mean Mac opponent too. You know what I mean? Like they've had a, a few good receivers. That was uh, Cor- the one that just retired, Corey Davis, too, right? That Corey was Davis, Central first Michigan round pick. Right? Yeah, 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 top ten pick. I think, or maybe yeah. 14. Sixth, but, um, sixth overall, I think. But, yeah, I mean, 45-42 they lost on literally at the last second. It was tied, and uh, Central Michigan kicker, sorry I'm not uh, grabbing your name here, but 47-yard field goal, like, no no gimme. Like, if you know anything about college football, college kickers are... Uh, no, are, 27 yards isn't a, <laughs> isn't yeah, a gimme. Yeah, they're wild cards for sure. So, yeah, I mean, great kick for him. But UNH never had the lead, but... Uh, you know, they, they tied it up two or three times throughout the game, and including in the fourth quarter. Obviously, 42-42 with about five minutes left, I think, is when they scored. And then Central Michigan went down and, and got the game winner. But, hey, heck of a, you know, 51-17 to 17 win over Stonehill week one, I believe. I uh, won't bore you too much more with FCS football, <laughs> but, you know, good start for for the uh, Wildcats in Durham. Well, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll bore you with a team that probably should be FCS football. Uh, <laughs> UNLV. So you want to talk about moral victories? Only down seven nothing to Michigan at, at the end of the first quarter, um, and then you know I think Jim Harbaugh was uh, was uh, he was conducting the chain at his son ten year old son's football game. I think is what the broadcast showed. <laughs> um, yeah, UNLV. I mean, really, how does alma mater work anyway? Because I have three. You know what I mean? Pick, I pl- pick the best one. Uh, oh, pick the best one. Well, that, I mean. Framingham State for me then, but they lost this weekend too. So, or no, actually on Thursday they played a Thursday game in college. Kind of weird, right? Uh, it's a weird time we're living in, man. There was a Monday night football high school game last night. So, yeah, true, true. Yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, that one might have been. Maybe that was weather related. Who knows? Um, well, it wouldn't be. Uh, you know, it wouldn't be sellout sports if there wasn't a complaint about officiating and NFL rules and everything. So, I just wanted to throw this in there before we, you know, get to the Thursday night game. This is college and NFL. Uh, I hate watching these receivers or just anybody um, with the new blindside blindside block rule. They're doing the right thing. They're doing something smart. They're basically just setting a pick. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I said was, yeah, it's just setting it's just, a pick without protecting their nuts. By the way, but right. they, they basically just like like turn their back to the guy and kind of throw their hip into him and put their hands up and be like, "I didn't hit him." It's like this is so stupid. You have to risk injury to yourself in order to impede. A defender from getting to your running back or your or your wide receiver on a quick screen or I going mean, going back to your your nuts point um <laughs> i just learned from pro football doc uh who broke the news to me that you know rogers tore his achilles uh good follow on twitter um nfl players don't wear cups do you know that uh, none of them that's what he said and he was a he was a the chargers team doctor for 17 years is that the Chargers team doctor that punctured Tyrod Taylor? No, he, he was done. He oh, was okay. done by then. All right. 
<laughs> say I don't know. I don't know if I. I saw somebody get punched in the in the dick. Uh, I think it was an NFL game, and he quote tweeted. He's like, "No, they do not wear cups." <laughs> I was like, "Damn!" Yeah. All right. Um, but anyway, back to your pick. No, I'm just. I just die a little bit inside. Um, listen, you know, when I was a high school football player, I was a dick, and I would turn around. You know, like my running back, who's way faster than me. So I would just turn around and and just annihilate somebody who didn't see it coming, and and that's a dick move. It is. You know, that's that's where the rule came from. Like, um, it's literally the Warren Sapp rule. R- Warren Sapp destroyed Chad Clifton of the Packers, like literally broke his hip because he was like 40 yards behind the play. And and Chad Clifton was like jogging after an interception and Warren Sapp just snatched his soul. Um, and yeah, and not it, a it, good man to be, you know, have going after you no it, you don't you don't want to get hit by warren sap going 100 miles an hour when you're not even ready for it so anyway um it yeah so it, they at the time they took the unnecessary play out i get that okay it's necessary to throw a block when so I, I this is this is the most ridiculous one i've seen colts and jaguars i'm watching this game and the colts right guard name escapes me at the moment the colts right guard gets up field sees nobody to block, so he turns inside and has his back barely, you know, facing back towards the, the the line of scrimmage, which I guess is the rule, right? Yep. And he blocks one of the rangiest linebackers in the NFL, Foyasad Aluakun, for the Jaguars. He's one of the fastest linebackers in the NFL. Will Fries, apparently, is the starting right guard. I, yeah, that I sounds right, yeah. So he gets called, he gets called for a blindside block on this play. Uh, that ended up being like a 10 or 15 yard gain. Yep. Like you turn your back to your running back. You have no idea where the fuck he's going. You have no, like there could, there, any number of things could happen. And by the way, he didn't destroy a by the way, like he yeah. just put hands on him Yeah. And, and, and stopped his progress towards his running back. Like, like what the fuck is he supposed to do in that situation? Can we like, can we, can we dial it down a notch about these blindside blocks? And again, what Randall Cobb did in that preseason game should be legal too. He was two fucking yards from. He was about the, the defender was about to make the tackle. The and tackle was imminent. The tackle was imminent. Okay, so like, if you want to use you know your your fancy language, then yeah, just like just like with my defenseless receiver rule. Okay, if the or the or your the targeting rule, it's like if the ball carrier has a predictable path of movement. Okay, then you're great at these one liners. Yeah, so. Like you should write. Yeah, I should re I should rewrite the fucking rule book, but they wouldn't like it. That's for uh, sure. I just have to go back. Warren Sapp uh, just jogged something in my memory from uh, a clip I saw earlier today. Uh, Geno Smith, I think he must have been mic'd up. Um, Aaron Donald's coming at him unblocked, and Geno Smith just screams. <laughs> it's just a, oh, he's it's like, mic'd it's up. like oh! <laughs> <laughs> and he throws the ball away. <laughs> Dude, my favorite my favorite mic'd up moment is uh speaking of the Colts, it's Colts guards, by the way. Uh Quentin Nelson. It was I can't remember if it was a year or two ago, but it was against the Texans and he just pancakes this Texans linebacker. And then like at the other play, he's, he's like Nelson's just like, You okay? <laughs> he's like, Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> It was, awesome. of, it was just what, yeah. I mean, it was just, it was just a great mic'd up moment. I love it. I'll find it for you later. But, um, so I don't know. I think the blindside block stuff's just going gone a little bit too far. Like, what, like, what's the spirit of the rule? Don't be a dickhead forty yards behind the play, which again, admittedly, is something that I used to do. Um, and I apologize for it. Okay, 
but we're growing here. Uh, yeah, but I'll never. Yeah, exactly. Well rounded. We're growing. Okay, but I'm not going to apologize for blocking somebody that's five yards from my ball carrier when I don't know what my ball carrier is going to do. Fuck you. Um. Anyway, slight growth. Well, no, it, no, dude, it's bullshit because you, you're you're teaching kids not to hustle, basically. Like like you're like you were you're supposed to reward hustle. Anything that doesn't reward hustle pisses me off. That's 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 kind of the. Essence. I can respect that. I can respect. That. All right, thank you. All right, I get now now that I've uh, now that I've been heard and apparently proven my point. Um, let's move on to the Thursday night game. I don't think there's much to say. It's just like I'm not worried about the Eagles. Um, you know, after the 25-20 win against the Patriots, Belichick had all off season to scheme for him. I'm not going to let you get off that easy. Uh, because you've you've said that Belichick is uh, you know, past his prime, I guess for for Yeah, lack because of a he can't term. yeah, because he can't evaluate <laughs> offensive talent and he can't adjust. He adjusted uh, Okay, so you think he's still No, he can uh, No, he can't uh, adjust oh, yeah. offensively. Okay, so you think he's still you, you, you Okay. You have a high regard for him defensively, just not offensively. Schematically on defense, okay. I, 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 I don't. I still question really talent evaluation everywhere or valuing talent. You know, you need to make sacrifices at the NFL level. Yeah, sometimes your talented players are going to be a little bit of a dickhead, and you and you have to find that balance. Okay, like Belichick doesn't have any nuance in that sense, because and he hasn't adjusted to the NFL game where. Yeah, you got to deal with some egos. Like you're gonna have that. Okay, I'll I'll let you off now. I appreciate oh, okay. the, I right, appreciate thanks. the uh, the explanation. All right, I rest my case. So, um, no, but Belichick with a whole off season to scheme for you. Belichick with a bye week to scheme for you. That usually goes pretty well for the Patriots um, defensively. Anyway, uh, maybe they really do have an offensive coordinator now, and maybe the Patriots are actually on their way. I don't know. Um, Not on their way, Vikings. But the Vikings are not on their way, and I think that the Eagles are going to put it together a little bit better this week. I think the Eagles and Patriots was another weather game, um, right? It, was, it had some rain going on there. Again, mm. not an excuse. It's just you know, but it but it is what. How did the it favors the, Belichick when when the weather's shitty? Let's put it that way. I don't know how the Bucks Baker Lee, Mayfield led Bucks beat the Vikings. Like, is this who Dude, the I'm, Vikings? I'm are? a little higher on Mayfield no, than you are. No, like, I, I'm not. Actually, you know, I I haven't said this yet, but the, I've been thinking it. It's just like the Bucks could still win that division. I don't think they will, but yeah, I mean, the division's not good. They, they certainly could, but um, I think it's just like a really interesting uh, combo with Mike Evans because Baker and Johnny Manziel are pretty similar, and uh, you know, Evans thrived with with Manziel in college at you know A and M, obviously, but um, similar like rollout, kind of create their own small quarterbacks. Good with the deep ball. I like Baker personally, but I just I'm I feel not, like that. I feel like that's a pretty big insult to Baker. But I don't know. I mean, maybe. Well, maybe. I'm not. I'm not talking at the NFL level. Yeah, I mean, they're they're two different quarterbacks at the NFL level. I mean, Johnny Manziel set the world on fire in college. What are you talking about? I don't know. Maybe Manziel would have. Uh, maybe he just completely lost focus once he got to the pros. Maybe he. Maybe he could have actually still could have fixed him. He still believes it. <laughs> a, maybe AI Jerry Jones will. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna. He's going to bring Manziel out of retirement. <laughs> uh, so anyway, but I'm just going to say, you know what? I like the Eagles at home minus seven. So it's a big it's a big number with the Vikings, but I am not a Kirk Cousins guy. Like I said, I think Justin Jefferson's going to want out pretty soon. So he did just get a big extension, though, right? Did Jefferson get his deal yet? 
I think he did. I'm also very- I think well they did it they did it. That's why they didn't sign Dalvin Cook and like this is again, this is what you get when you Jordan get- Addison, really good. I was high on him. I thought it would take him a little bit to get accustomed for a first NFL game. Caught a touchdown right away. I think he's gonna thrive in this offense this year. Yeah, well, the Vikings still aren't going anywhere. That's the that's the Packers and Lions division. By the way, you know, because I will brag about the things I got right. Justin Fields still sucks, and the Packers still pounded the Bears. So I was right about yeah, that. Yeah, Justin Fields did not look good. I'll give you that. Five and twenty-one. So can we stop the fucking Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields comparisons? Everybody, shut the fuck up. Anyway, all right, and that's a great time for us <laughs> to brighten things up because every day is a holiday. You got to celebrate every day, and so that's what we do here. We do that every show. Um, because you know, I think I just need it for my mental health, obviously, because football really fucks well, with yeah, my mental health. Yeah, just telling people to shut the fuck up and like, all right, let, you know, let's let's celebrate something now. Yeah, I, I don't understand why people don't like me. People don't <laughs> respond to me, Mike. Um, <laughs> I always do. Yeah, it's, you <laughs> and put, here we are. You put up with me. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but tomorrow is Defy Superstition Day. Did you, uh, you know, a- in athletics or otherwise, did you have any superstitions, Mike? So, um, w- not necessarily superstition, but uh, like a pregame meal, I, I discovered uh, my first year playing football, like seventh or seventh grade, I think. They put me at fullback at first. You, you were can, a fullback. If you can believe it or no. not. My first game, um, I forgot my cleats. It was an away game, and I had to run in Nike dunks, and it was raining. And I pleaded with them to allow me to, to play, and they did. First carry, 75-yard touchdown. It was pretty sick. Um, I ate shepherd's pie before that game. And then uh, I had like two heapings of it. And uh, I did that for a few more games until I stopped scoring touchdowns. Not before every game, but until it, until it wore off so, type of thing. I mean, it seems like a sensible meal. It's, what you about know, you? Yeah, it's got protein. It's got carbs. Um, no, you know, honestly, I've never been a superstitious guy, but I do have a lucky Red Sox hat that I got the year they won the World Series. Like, you know, it was at a regular season game. But they beat the A's when the A's were still good. They swept them. And I got the hat at the, the third game of that sweep. And that hat is like in tatters now, but I still have it. It's my lucky hat. I'm a big. And I'm a. Sorry, keep going. I don't mean oh yeah. Know. Well, no, and, and, and I've already told you this story, but my um, my wife, it, it's all around baseball, I guess. My wife wouldn't uh, give me her number that you know on our when I first met her, uh, but Dice Game Atsuzaka pitched a gem that night. Shout it's, out this Dice is uh, this was 2008. Yeah, October 2008. And uh, so, and, and where were you watching that Dice K match, Zaka? Buffalo show? Wild Wings. <laughs> um, so that's a, that's really it for uh, for superstitions. For me. I was trying to think like football. Like, so one, I don't really have any. One big thing for me is I'm a big change of vibes guy. If you know, if it's the Patriots and they're losing, you know, a big game, and I'm I'm watching it at my buddy's place, I will leave. I think I told you that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last year, I think it was or it was during the Celtics. I was like, hey, man. I think it was game seven. I was like, if if this isn't working out well, no, you know, no offense, but I'm leaving. Because <laughs> it's 100% your fault if they're yeah, losing. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, like, I need to go back to my house and watch it and, you know. You know, in, in you know, in, in your defense on that, on the on the vibe, vibe check, vibe change thing, the, uh, that, that, that same series, my wife and I, we went to a different bar one night to watch the game together because we watched every game of that series together. And they were getting killed like nine to one. It was like game five, I think. And 
And then we were like, we got to go back and get our same seats back at Buffalo Wild Wings. Sure enough, the second we sit down, I think Baratek hit like a three-run homer. They came back the to win captain. the game. They lost the series, but they won. But they won the game. So See, it was, your yeah. marriage is built on uh, changing the vibes, and it's worked out well. So continue <laughs> and, doing it. And apparently built on the Red Sox, but we're we're doing a lot better than the Red Sox now. So that's good. Um, we we you know you know why because we've invested a lot more than the Red Sox have exactly. Lately. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Um, I say that as I'm here at 10 o'clock at night <laughs> and not with her. <laughs> uh, yeah, we can cut that part she, out. <laughs> no, she, no, no. She, she needs the time away from me. Trust <laughs> me. Um, also, uh, tomorrow, September 13th, is National Hug Your Boss Day. Um, so, I mean, this is something that I do occasionally because I love my boss. So, shout out Sue Allen if you're ever listening. But um, Yeah, Sue Allen's the best. Uh, I don't think I've ever hugged her. <laughs> but uh, Hugs are free, man. Just give them are. out. Yeah, dude, yeah. I'll hug you. I don't care. I mean, you don't want one from me, but whatever. And crush um, me. <laughs> <laughs> this is also just if anyone's familiar, 2004, my you know the year of my graduation from high school. Oprah gave away uh, nearly 300 cars on her show. You get a car. You get a car. Yeah, if you if you're not familiar, you know the meme at the very yeah, least. Yeah, it's, I mean it's or an iconic. It's, it's definitely a top a top 50 meme slash gif. Yeah. It's it, wait, is it gif or gif? It, I say gif. It's, I say gif. I think old people say gif. Yeah, but it's graphic interface, so it's GIF. It is GIF. Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's a great debate. Um, 1996. This is actually the day. Uh, September 13th, 1996 is the day Tupac Shakur actually died. Um, I, I only I only even put this one in because yeah, it's a bummer. But like, there's been some weird shit out of there. It's September, like mid. Excuse me, mid in mid July, there was a raid of a place. Uh, mid July of this year, by the way. Uh, there was a raid of a place in Henderson, Nevada, which is uh, basically the only suburb of Las Vegas, and like nothing really came of it for like a month. Then a month later, you know, midway through last month, they started they they came out with the body cam footage, and there's a bunch of it like redacted because it was in a private residence or I something like that. I need to know what happened. Like I need to know what ha- like like I you know I lived in Las Vegas and I and I went to UNLV, and so I basically drove past where he got shot. It's Flamingo and Koval. Um, it's like right behind MGM, and it's and I used to drive by there to go to school all the time. And it's just like twenty seven years after the fact of the shooting is when we're starting to rate it. Like even if that person was you know somewhat around Tupac's age, let's say they were like thirty thirty one, that puts them at late fifties. Like they could be retired. No, right the guy. Now no, the guy, that they, the guy. It says it in the article. He's uh, he's sixty years old, but he <laughs> and he has a bu- but the weird thing is he has a bunch of memorabilia apparently that they found in the search. Oh no way! Like like he wrote a book and um, yeah like they 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 found bullets Everyone but they, but they don't match book. the shell casings from it um but yeah he's one of the on, only two apparently two living witnesses to the murder of Tupac um I don't know the whole thing is just weird and I, I and I feel like the story isn't over but it's been very slow and obviously this is just feeding the conspiracy theorists because there's all this redacted body cam footage that uh you know ABC yeah ABC News uh. Did a, a FOIA. Yeah, I'm sure they're going. It. Yeah, they they probably still think he's in Cuba, right? So yeah, there's just it, it keeps feeding into the millions of conspiracy theories. So that's September 13th, September 14th, National Eat a Hoagie Day. Now uh, I think you and I agree on this one. Not it, a hoagie. It's not a hoagie. I say I say sub. It could be um. So it could be hoagie. Could be sub. It could be I grinder. Think, yeah, grind. I hate grinder. Grinder's worse than hoagie. I think um, that's the worst one. Uh. <laughs> Um, 
I don't know. I mean, some people might just call it a sandwich. I don't know. Are there other are there other words for I think sa- what we yeah, call a sub? I, I feel like a lot of people probably just call it a sandwich. Like I feel like that's a nice southern thing. Yeah, you know, well, sandwich. Do you I think, don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But um, it's a sub. I, I think that's a New England thing, right? Fa- favorite favorite sub though? Turkey. Like just a turkey sandwich. Well, I mean, I, I like Italian, but like like I, I don't know. I, I chicken finger sub. I I'll, I'll go all routes. Meatball sub. Whatever you want to go. Deli meat. Yeah, I mean, meats. I'm 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 meatball, but but like the. The, like I don't want the bread soggy by the time I get the meatball. Yeah, you know toasted meatball. Yeah, and I don't sure. want provolone. I don't yeah. want provolone. That's oh, I like kind of provolone, a hot take. But. All right, fair enough. And uh, September fourteenth, National School Picture Day. Um, I just remember like there's some brutal ones of me from like first and second grade. My mom, my mom, uh, at one point like feathered my bangs. Like 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 this is why like. I don't want to say like dads need to be around, but like somebody's got to be like, don't do that to your sons, yeah, like please. A, a voice of reason of some sort. Yeah, you know what I mean. It doesn't have to be dads. You know, what I mean, later on, like you know, my my sister beat the shit out of me all the time, like pinned me down and farted on my head and things like that. Like nice. these are, yeah, you know, she did the things that needed to be done to toughen me up. I guess. Yeah, yeah. As the youngest sibling, I had my brother do that for me. He once duct taped me into his like sliding closet and left me there for a few hours. I was just immobile. Man, we we ended up down a bit of a rabbit hole from school pictures, but <laughs> school picture day was just always a pain in the ass. And I feel like I wonder with all the things that they've done away with, like they've done away with proms, they've done away with valedictorian, salutatorian. Like I feel like you should do away with school picture day because really, like, is there any better way to tell who's a poor kid and who isn't? Yeah, that's very true. You especially know what I'm at saying? Like a young, especially at a young age. Yeah. I don't know. So I don't know. Just throwing that out there. That just kind of hit me. Um, and a shout out to Sandbox News because they have they probably have the best story on this. But in 1959, uh, a lot of people don't know this. The Soviets reached the moon before we did. They they had a Soviet prone a Soviet probe reached the moon in 1959. Um, yeah, I'm not going to pretend to be uh, up to date on this. I didn't I didn't know. So yeah, so uh, so our buddy Alex Hollings he wrote uh, an article about this. But when we put men on the moon, the Soviets had a they they had a probe up there themselves and they crashed it into the moon only like 300 miles from neil armstrong and buzz aldrin oh really um it's a pretty cool story so yeah um i don't know maybe i'll, I'll have to go give it a read yeah uh and once our social will be up who knows maybe by the end of the night and uh but i'll go post that article because uh because it's a good one and um and then september 15th i'm just you know I, I don't know what else to do but laugh it's national concussion awareness day um you're gonna laugh at that? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna laugh because it's just because I'm not really in favor of all these rules that you know prevent concussion. You know, I'm I'm in favor of some of them, I guess. I I don't know. I respect it. I guess I'm not. I'm not no, man. Laugh, I just but... like uh, what's his name, Doctor. Um, yeah, Omalu. I, yeah, I, I would yeah. love to have him on the show because I just wanna. I want to see if he thinks that the impact on the game of football is worth it. I would like to ask him that question. Okay. Again, I mean, I wrote that column last year about about Demar Hamlin. That everyone was like, "Oh, football is too violent. It's too scary." People, you know, it's like, dude, football saved his life. So, and I think he would tell you that. So, like, shut up. Just get cardian caps in the game, and let's bring back the regular rules, and we'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. Why everyone, we, everyone cool? Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I'm. I'm not pro concussion or anything. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm you not trying I mean? to make that slant. I'm just saying. <laughs> Like, I, uh, no, and I, I just don't want to think people to think that. You know, that's not what I'm saying. Um, but anyway, and uh, 
just kind of funny uh, that it, it's coming up now, but it's uh, it's also National Google Day or Google Appreciation Day. Google's in court right now for an antitrust <laughs> case. Um, it could, like, I guess, you know, the, uh, what was it, the AP article I was reading was, uh, you know, speculating that they could do, th- it, like, it, they could take away their deals that Google pays, like, Apple to make Google their exclusive search engine and things like that, so... Um, it could take a bit of a chunk out of uh, what their parent company is, Alphabet Incorporated or something like that. It's worth $1.7 trillion. So I think they'll be okay. But, I'm, you know, honestly, I'm just kind of worried about us because how much do we use the Google suite? Like, yeah, please don't, please don't fuck with my Google suite. Like that, like, yeah, my, like everything about it. My yeah. entire life is built around Google right now. Don't, like, don't fuck with me, please. So um, with the $1.7 trillion company, that's a good thing to do. <laughs> so... <laughs> And uh, 1978, Muhammad Ali, the greatest, uh, he he won uh, the World Heavyweight Championship over Spinks, and uh, that w- and he was the first to win three times. Uh, just kind of an incredible achievement to you know to lose it, come back again, lose it, come back again. Um, Maybe so, the most dominant fighter of all time. Uh, one of the most dominant athletes of all yeah, time. Period. Yeah. And in, in a time when there were some other great heavyweights, so uh, so shout out Muhammad Ali. One of the one of the greatest trash. He he was the heavyweight yeah. of trash talk as yeah. well. Like I feel like Dion probably learned from him, honestly. So, all right. Um, holy shit, we had an hour and a half. Hour thirty two, baby. Dude, what are we doing? We gotta we gotta like tie, we gotta. We're just so shave excited. Down a little bit. I, I don't know. You guys you guys tell us. We need we need email feedback and get on our socials. Um, we're on we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe TikTok someday. But anyway, uh, and we're on uh, all the major podcasts. Uh, you know, if you're not yeah, tell hey, just say hey, Alexa, put on the podcast Sellout Sports, and uh, I think my Alexa is actually doing that right now. So sorry about oh, the great. background noise. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, uh, and we will be back on Friday to discuss the Thursday night game and preview the games ahead for the weekend. And we'll talk to you then. It's only going to get better. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, Alexa, stop. <laughs>